0: Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Monkin, the only monk rewatch podcast that has an intro that sounds exactly like this. I am your co-host Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing, you know, also fine. Um, you know how it is. Like there's there's fine, okay. Uh you know, okay. however you guys are doing. We're glad you're joining us. I dug myself into a hole there. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, Mr. Monk and the TV star, as you can tell by the title. Let's just jump right into it. What did you think of this episode, Andre? I, uh,
1: I, I like the episode. I'm going to struggle to explain this one, honestly. Like, okay. Um, I'll, I'll have you. Was... The thing
0: is, talking about, I don't ask you to explain it to hang you out to drive. I do because I think it's fun, and also because since I edit these episodes, I can tell how much more I talk than you, and it makes me feel self-conscious so okay fine
1: no the only reason why it's because like i stopped taking notes at some point because
0: i was living mass. Uh,
1: i had just gotten uh delivery taco bell so mm-hmm. i couldn't write anything down and i was just very much focused on my quesadilla at mm-hmm. the moment so but still it was a great episode
0: had yes. me feeling great um and honestly i feel like any episode is better enhanced with the a baja blast um <laughs> yeah i just out to Taco Bell. Uh, I remember when uh, a job I had uh, for like six months was in downtown Jersey City. And every day for lunch, I was close enough to the mall where they had a food court. And it's the best food court I've ever seen in my life. Because you know like a lot of food courts at a, mall, at a mall will have like two famous brands. And then like some bullshit that you only see at food courts like famous Frank Burgers or whatever. Or like, like where else you see like a Charlie's Philly cheesesteaks. It's like that's not like – I mean that's like whatever. But this place had a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. It had a Burger King. It had a Popeye's. It had Taco Bell, it had, uh, what else? There's one other big one. Well, and so anyway, I remember that what I started to do, and this is I'm what a I am, no matter what I got, I would not get a drink, and then I'd just walk over to the Taco Bell get a bottle of <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's least, that,
1: that's that's very Monk of
0: you. Yes, because I, I it's my brand. Anyway, so uh, I mentioned it earlier in this podcast, not this episode, but this run, that um this episode's special for a couple reasons for me, um, and I'll start off with the disappointing thing that happened. Is that so? I mentioned early on that my dad, when we were watching this episode, said exact explained what the murder was more or less exactly right after the opening credits. Okay, and so tonight okay. when I was watching it, I am like, "Hey, Dad, just, do you mind just like watching the beginning with me? Because I want to have you like I was gonna record a voice memo of like him explaining how he knew." We rewatched it. He doesn't remember at all. He has no clue how he knew.
1: <laughs> really? He just, like, had, he just threw no, something he out there? I mean,
0: this was um, like 16 years ago. So, uh, yeah. I just want to do, there's a visual gag that I did, which I always do, which is whenever I'm uh, trying to like remember how long ago something was in terms of years, I pretend to look at a watch. And it's a gag that only I find funny. No one's ever laughed at it. But just the idea of me being like that, yeah, as I'm if just, though, as if me looking at a watch would make a difference of how I knew it was sixteen years. Funny stuff. Anyway, um, I'm just I'm completely stone faced here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Andre, I swear to God, I've done that bit over a hundred times, and not a single person has laughed. And it's so funny to me because the idea of like that I would make a difference, like if the watch said something <laughs> said a slightly different time, I'd be like, no, it's not sixteen years. Anyway, um, but no, he doesn't. He he got. At the time, he knew what it was, but he doesn't remember what clues made him think of it. The only thing ah. he can think of is that he said that the voice sounds kind of artificial, which is true. It does, but also, with the, especially with the USA Network show back in 2004, you really couldn't be sure that that, was just, that that wasn't them just being cheap and not having good sound, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, no, it's, and there's like a, you know a show within a show that's also like pretty shoddy so i mean yeah. i kind of it's, it's from column a, a but little but, but by the
0: way, so i start off with disappointing news but this is something important for another reason because i mentioned also before at some point that we watched this episode the morning of my aunts aunts see i'm like because i moved at the age of nine from new york to florida i am there's some things where i'm confused by how i say them i really don't have a set way of saying aunt or aunt so Anyway, I say aunt and then the person's name, but I say aunt if I'm referring to them just generally. Anyway, at my aunt's wedding, um, we watched in her hotel room. And I remember that, and I didn't know these exact details. So I, because she watched it with us and I didn't remember exactly how that happened. Um, But I, so I texted my Aunt Mimi, who I know I would call Aunt Michelle normally. I'm not like five. I know that it's, you know, weird. But I said, hey, Aunt Mimi, I have a question for the Monk podcast. Do you have any memories of watching Mr. Monk and the TV star the morning of your wedding? Because I feel like that's an interesting thing to do the morning of your wedding, right?
1: Yeah, no, I've, I'm i just, like, tickled by the fact, or, like, just thinking about all three, or, like, some assorted Christy family members all just huddled around the TV to watch Mr. Monk and the TV stuff.
0: It was the five of us, because I have me, my two brothers, my mother and father, and then my Aunt Mimi. Uh, and then I think my Uncle Paul, actually, I don't think my Uncle Paul was in there. I don't know. They weren't very superherent, so, like, they don't see each other thing, but. Um, if she listened to it, she can text me and clarify. But anyway, she, this is what she responded. Just that I walked into the hotel room and you guys were, all caps, glued to the TV. You, you told me we were watching Monk. That might have been the first time I had watched any of the show, which is important because she's watched all of it and is a huge Monk fan. Like we watched the finale and everything. And so I asked, yeah. her, of course, the follow-up question, given that she said she was the first time to watch Monk because they were I said, so where does that rank on the eventful things that happened to you that day? <laughs> oh, God. What and you know what she responded? Um pretty high actually thank you very much is she still with that guy yes my uncle paul and my aunt mimi are still together they have two wonderful children okay. that actually just started school today shouts to them um nice okay. but and i did point out because the thing is that she's like a, she, i think she watched all monk but her and her husband and her two kids now are like huge, massive psych fans and i was saying that like if <laughs> she never watched monk they never would have gotten into psych so like it's a big deal like, obviously, yes, getting married, number one, but like, I would say that close number two, watching monk. So, um, that's a little, uh, story time with Jake. Uh, if you watch any TV shows for the first time on the morning of your wedding, please write into us. Um, I don't think, don't think there's gonna be any other people though.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's safe to say.
0: Anyway. So, uh, let's just get into this episode. Um. We yeah, got I guy, Billy Burke. You a big Billy Burke guy?
1: Uh, Yeah, he's cool. I just remember him mostly from, like, Twilight and stuff.
0: Yes, he is in Twilight. He plays uh, Bella's father, correct? I've never seen the films.
1: Yeah, he's a really nice guy. I like him in it. Um... Yeah, no, I've seen him, like, over the years in, like, many different things, but he always seems, like, kind of a good guy. He doesn't really play... I haven't seen him play a dick, so...
0: I've seen... I was you know, The surprised. main other role I'm thinking of, and I just because it's a movie I like a lot, that is a movie that not many people have seen, and you know how, like, when you like something that not a lot of people have seen, you like it more? Because so, I don't yeah. even know how great this movie is, but have you ever seen the 2007 Brian Gosling-Anthony Hopkins movie, Fracture?
1: Yeah, I love that movie. He's yeah, the, the guy Bill, who Billy uh... Bill plays
0: the cop who's having an affair with Anthony Hopkins' yes. uh, wife. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay, okay, i am glad to that's a great because wow. okay, that. that movie rules. Um, watch that movie, you haven't. It's oh my god, they don't make enough just random courtroom dramas anymore, anyway. Um, so, uh, there's paparazzi outside our house, and Billy Burke uh, is playing Brad Terry. He is in, uh, he's talking to a woman who you quickly find out because some exposition dialogue, which I don't think is actually that good, um, right. That, he, he, he's basically like thank you for letting me stay here you're a great ex-wife um, which is of course something that people say to each other all the time um, <laughs> right and then she mentions <laughs> that she's expecting a check from him which is something that people mention all the time and right. uh, it's apparently a lot of nickels is the way that she puts it um, yeah she mentions that it's like 10 million right uh, no I don't think she mentions it's 10 million you learn that later but I don't think she mentions she might know
1: no, she does. She does oh, at the right. end, like oh, right before. Okay. Yeah, she mentions yeah. it. Yeah, which so. is just insane to me. Like, uh, is that what it's really like for royalties? Like oh, you for just syndication. Get a fucking yes. Gigantic yes. check.
0: I think also it's probably different in the early two thousands for like that type of show. Um, but mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, I actually want. I want to look up something. I'm gonna look up because the show that that's obviously probably close, most closely uh, CSI? CSI. Uh, let me see if I can look up what William Peterson makes in royalties. Um, I don't know; he's only worth thirty-five million dollars. I don't know. Anyway, Brokey, William Peterson, a great actor. Uh, I know. I I don't even need to ask if you're a fan of Manhunter. I know the answer to that question is yes. Um, <laughs> like I mean. <laughs> Uh, I haven't actually seen it. You haven't seen Manhunter? Oh, Manhunter is haven't it's, seen that. Uh, The Michael Mann uh, Hannibal Lecter movie. Right, the first one. The thing is, the Hannibal Lecter parts are actually not that good. A lot a lot of people say that Brian Cox is good at Hannibal Lecter. I know, you know you're a big succession guy. I don't think he's... I mean, he just plays it with you small. Like, if you're going to be Hannibal Lecter, give me some mouth noises and some... No, or else go home. Um, but... Okay. So susan his wife his ex-wife is doing some classic early 2000s yoga which is kind of just bending down before people really knew what yoga was <laughs> um and he goes outside and there's the paparazzi there now you're an la boy born born and bred um what did, how did you feel like they portrayed the paparazzi um well it was
1: like i mean sure i guess um uh... I don't know how they would know all this. Well, no, okay, because she's, like, she's a former actress, like, once. Yeah, and they were, like, like, they were is married anybody while anybody
0: really They're married while right, but I They not even know she lived.
1: Did you ever see the paparazzi go after William Peterson? Like, I don't think I ever saw stuff like that, so yeah, I don't but really all, know how. I think
0: that there's a difference, though, in that I think he is – You're supposed to believe that he is a more persona. like, a bad boy? Persona, and also he probably yeah. more famous. And, like, William Peterson is actually a really terrible example because William Peterson famously, like – before he did CSI, said no to, like, the leading role in, like, 10 big Hollywood movies because all he wanted to do was just do theater in Chicago. So, like, he actively didn't want people to see him. But, like, I feel like a better example would be if, like, 2008, Christopher Maloney got into a bar fight, there would probably be some paparazzi outside his house. Um, okay. Or, I mean, enough. and honestly, what it really is probably based on is... Because, as I talked about before, everything in TV writing, because TV writers are not, like... I a lot of them are, you know, in their fifties and they're not current. It's probably supposed to be like David Crusoe in nineteen ninety four, and in which or nineteen ninety two. In which case, they absolutely would be outside of his house. But that is a definite. Okay. Um, but anyway, but, but yeah, no, no it but like a nice did, did it. Did they? Sell? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. They they were like whatever. I mean, it, no, it was horrible. But at the same time, it's just that's what
0: it is. Like you're not. This isn't the bread and butter that you need to have. Yeah. I think I did appreciate, which I think, which as far as I can tell seems very realistic just based on videos I've seen of people in the paparazzi is that he just randomly looks at one of them and says, Hey, Gina. And I feel like, isn't that like, I feel like celebrities, if you're get paparazzi a lot, you start, you begin to know them, which I think is funny. Um, yeah, anyway, no, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, he's talking to the paparazzi about you've already got a bar fight, you know, he was drinking, he had one drink, two drinks, a couple peanuts. Um, actually wait, I skipped the part. I apologize. I got too excited thinking about, uh, living moss um before he goes to, talk to paparazzi <laughs> he calls susan out in front of them and says like hey if they come on your property call the police and then you know they kiss each other yeah. on the cheek and he walks away anyway she's talking to paparazzi and what does he hear inside what is he what what does he hear as he's talking to paparazzi
1: oh yeah you're like you just start hearing like blood curdling screams um and so he runs like you know as he should it runs inside to figure out what's going on and uh you know there's a little bit of silence kind of and uh he comes back out covered in blood on like covered with blood on his shirt and uh yeah apparently his ex-wife has been stabbed
0: and uh and he was out you know talking to the paparazzi so he couldn't have done it right Mm -hmm. Jake? of course not and then the paparazzi come inside and she's you know laying he's on the phone He's talking to 911. Things are crazy. Um, yeah, you know, it's a perfect, perfect crime. Because the thing about it, the episode is that, and I think I like about it, is that it makes no bones about the fact that if a Little monk episode starts off with someone very clearly be having an airtight alibi for the murderer, it, I get kind of excited because it's like, you know, then the episode's going to be about that. Like, uh, there's never a doubt that Brad Terry did it, right? And I, I like that because it's right. not, because I think that, um, a lot of times a lot of times tv shows kind of feel cheap when they have like a twist ending of who did it because a lot in order to do that effectively you have to basically reveal a new piece of information at like the 45 minute mark and then that feels like unsatisfying whereas when you know who did it the whole time you're spending the whole episode building up to it
1: yeah no i i know i can echo that sentiment like i know that there's going to be some crazy explanation like there already is going to be a uh you know a uh, mm-hmm. crazy explanation, but once you see that this guy is, like, right there, there's no way he could have done it. Just like the one where, I think, was it the season premiere? Yeah. With Andrew McCarthy? Yep. Yeah. Andrew McCarthy go back to school. Yeah, that one. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 uh, intriguing. Mm-hmm.
0: So then we cut to uh, there is a newswoman standing outside giving exposition on everything. Uh, everything you need to know about Brad Terry, what show he's on, that they're divorced, yada, yada, yada. Um, and wouldn't you know it? What is Sharona doing as she gets out of the car? Once again. Uh boy, she's fangirling, right? Uh yes, but not but, but but what's what's the thing she generally does? Anytime she's about to meet a man aged, I don't know, 32. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like dolling herself up, you know, asking if there's something in her teeth. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Uh, God. I mean, yeah, I had to... You know what?
0: I get it more for this guy than I do for Tim Daly, so... Oh, you know. I mean, I, I thought you were going to say someone else. Tim Daly is a very good-looking guy. The beard doesn't work on him in the episode, but... Whatever, fine. I, I don't understand. I, I don't know how I got branded as the Tim Daly defender. As a, I, I don't think I've ever actually seen Tim Daly in anything other than that episode where he plays himself. But now I am the... Prime real estate holder on Tim Bailey Island. And I'm fine with that. If I have to do it, if it's a dirty job, someone's got to do it. Word to Mike Lowe. Um, actually, no, not really. He's like, I think racist. But um, don't factor that. Um, anyway, so Sharona, you know, is trying to look good. And they end up going up to the, uh, they go through the gates. And someone accosts them, not costs them, but yells at them before they can get in. And wouldn't you know it, it is a guest star that I completely, that I didn't even mention was coming up.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did.
0: Sarah Silverman. Uh, it gets their attention. Um, what did you think of this character? Um, you know, like, I,
1: I'm not the biggest Sarah Silmer, Silverman fan, um, but it was, like, still nice. It's always nice to see, like, somebody you know. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting it to be, like, a pretty fleshed out role, but it ended up being, like, pretty stock. Yeah. um but you know you have to think about it and like this was like pretty early on in her yeah pro- i think career, this was right after thinking... school of
0: rock and school of rock i think was like the big thing that obviously she had like the, you know the saleswoman program was doing like in, in comedy stuff but like in terms of mainstream um she definitely wasn't at, at the time it wasn't weird that she was doing just that small of a role um
1: and I think yeah, it's, yeah. Also,
0: it's it's a big role in terms of like it's a big character not mean importance, but like in terms of acting. So like it's not like yeah. she's just like some rando. Like it's a a lot of a lot to do. Um, and she has a complaint that she has a petition that she wants him to give to Brad. And I was excited. Oh man, I love this. I know, I love this. So we can talk about this whole arc because they mentioned this a couple times. What is her petition for? It's uh, apparently there's
1: a, a new theme song for uh, the, the show, which is called Crime Lab San Francisco or Crime Lab Sound SF like or something. Doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and obviously she thinks the original theme music is way better, which, you know, same. Uh, so it's just like, I didn't even pick up on it right then and there. Like I thought I was like, okay, whatever, like interesting. Um, and then like later on in the episode, <laughs> it's basically like
0: a huge thing.
1: In a way, yeah, they, just, like, they, nail,
0: they hit the nail on the head like over and over and over again like you're going to get it like yes cuz what that tells you is clearly they got lots of complaints about the theme song um yeah. and uh yeah i just i think that that's it's f- really funny and i love I, when shows do that um I might, I, I might have written a
1: letter if i might have written a letter if i was i might have yeah. written a letter if i was a fan of the, of them at the I time i mean it
0: was 2004 you could have sent an email it wasn't you weren't like sending a letter oh, to oh that's the right yeah had and, email like Dearest Andrew Breckman, I write to you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, she's upset about that, and she's outside, and you know, uh, she's she clearly—you uh, get this stock character of the obsessed fan immediately.
1: This is this is this is pre um,
0: what's it called? Change.org, by the way. So, it is prechange.org. Um, also, it, it is very nice to know that. A website that like people can like do petitions about you know um like funding different projects that can like help people's health and different really important things are also the same site where people can uh make petitions to reshoot a movie and get rid of the female characters they don't like um it's really nice that that's the same place uh what movie was that oh the, the uh star wars the last Jedi. star wars yeah. Oh yeah. Star Wars: Last Jedi, which is famously what way for it? In two, three, the third best Star Wars movie ever made. Uh, they wanted. Uh, Are the- you serious? I, I yes, hundred percent. The thing is, that's actually not that crazy of an argument if you actually think about it.
1: Uh, man, only, I don't know. I think the the I, would thing thing go, is, I would go. I would go. I would go with all three of the
0: original. Really, I think I think that Return of the Jedi. I think the best that you remember. I, that's what I wish to. It, it's not. It's 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 uneven. I think the first half is really good, with like the sand yes. and all that shit. Yeah, I also love. I mean, I'm just a big fan of Ryan Johnson, uh, as you can tell by the Knives Out poster behind me. But um, anyway, I also just Dude, I, honestly,
1: is, I think I think the only Ryan Johnson movie I like is Knives Out.
0: I think Looper sucks. Oh, I like Looper a lot, and uh, I haven't seen Brick. So. I haven't seen Brick either. Uh, but anyway, um, I no one's seen The Brothers Bloom. People forget that movie existed um so they go into the house where there's the crime scene and um uh you know shrona calls brad, starstruck. what yeah she's starstruck and she's like calls, yeah she said that he's the best detective in san francisco um which is rude monk's right there um yeah and uh shrona ends up going up to brad to talk to him um And she's, you know, like, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, Really just trying to butter him up. Um, And then for some reason, she's giving him the petition. That didn't really make sense to me. Like, she has to know that that's really inappropriate. And, like, why does she think he would care?
1: Yeah, no, I mean... Anytime she deals with, like, uh, you know, guys she's into, she's always, like, super aloof or, like, really weird or, like, dumb, um, which is completely against her normal state of mind. She usually has, like, her guard up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's just another one of those scenes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: And as this is going on, uh, Disher is taking notes. Um, yeah, he is. is. Yeah, Disher. Uh, and, you know, Monk is talking to him. Um uh about um honestly i didn't write down i just wrote monk and disher talking do you remember what they talk about in this scene because i don't uh
1: they're just talking about uh you know what i don't know it was nothing important I don't think... yeah if it was important we'd remember no the whole point the whole thing is just that like disher is like noticing that sharon talking to to brad mm-hmm. and like you know he's getting his little they're doing that thing where they're pushing like this relationship Mm-hmm. or like something because all of a sudden like this is like super into her
0: like interesting yeah you know i think it, i don't know when it happened um but he just he definitely is the fact that his character is like pining after someone that he he can't ever get is like very it just makes sense with him so like i don't really mind it because like he just seems like the guy who's constantly like that um yeah anyway uh so they, and uh, like,
1: but he keeps looking at shit. He keeps looking at things with no gloves on. Like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Yeah,
0: they're pretty bad about that type of stuff. Um, yeah. I the, the, No, but a, like,
1: but they make it a point. They make it a point to like see like that. He's like fumbling with this fucking videotape.
0: Yes. Like, yeah, that's gonna bring up that they take the videotape out that she was listening to. And then yeah, immediately the TV super, super loud and they turn it off. They rush to scramble in him. And then Disher just puts the videotape back into the sleeve, which, like, I know they probably wouldn't think that there was a recording on it, but I have trouble believing that they would just put it back as if there's nothing. Like, that just feels, like, bizarre. Yeah, no,
1: I had, I didn't understand it. Like, I already had a problem with it the second I saw it. I was just like, ugh. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so then they're, like, you know, doing their uh, Stahlmeier, Disher, and Monker you know standing around the outside door and Stallmeyer's like i think i think they hit a lot of like the there's a lot of um jokes about hollywood celebrities in this obviously because they're written by writers who probably spend a lot of their time around hollywood actors but like Stallmeyer's like oh he's just like a regular guy he's just like you or me um yeah which uh, and then monk is like he's just like me and he yeah, answered no um
1: yeah that made me laugh but no but like it's the same it's the same chorus of these like of people just not knowing
0: how to chill out around like celebrities um i mean the thing is though i think that in particular the relationship that cops have with cop shows i think this is probably okay precise this is because i think that both it makes them feel famous and also it's uh improves their image i think that it's this feels pretty accurate um uh okay anyway you've sold uh, me but steinmeyer points out a clue and this is the first clue monk has to say might be fishy there's some glass on the ground near the back door someone broke in right andre right except for
1: the fact that the glass was inside the track of the door so how would that have happened if the door was closed the door had to have been open
0: mm-hmm. now steinmeyer does say maybe the assailant kicked some of it into the door frame. When they're running away, and honestly, that's yeah, that makes sense. I, fair, I actually no. don't think that. Fair, <laughs> <look> fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah, if they went in the same way, you know. Um, but so Monk, yeah, that's the first like that's the first major clue. Monk does have a couple questions for Brad, though. Specifically, if he was trying to hide from paparazzi, why was his car parked out front? Well, where else would he fucking park? Well, out back. I don't know, somewhere else. I I, I think it's you think you're supposed to believe that he could have parked it somewhere else. But anyway, he says it's because his wife took it out. His ex wife took it out, and she didn't put it in the right spot. Um, but uh, yeah. So you know, Monk is Monk's onto this guy, and you can feel like it's both because Monk thinks he did it, but it is also because Monk doesn't like the fact that everyone loves this guy.
1: Yeah. No, he's definitely. I mean, and and you'll see later on, but he, there's a little tinge of jealousy there. It's yeah yes we're getting i I feel like every episode has like some sort of emotional thing with him i mean
0: i think that that is what uh some people call good writing personally but um i mean yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. no for sure yeah i I think there's some that don't have it and i think that sometimes they might be forced it into some but i think if it comes naturally like i think that it's pretty uh i think it's this one's pretty natural it's like there's someone um, who is like that? The rest of the, everyone around him loves that he can't make a connection with. Like, I think that that is something that is it's a pretty easy through way into uh, his emotions, anyway. They go to talk to the bartender that Brad Terry got in the fight with. Um,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: I feel like this most of the scene is completely unnecessary, it kind of just stops yep. the episode in its tracks. Um, yep, yeah. but uh, yeah, what, is the, what does the bartender tell them?
1: He basically tells them that, um that he said that the guy Brad Terry was like flipping out on the bartender just because he didn't know the name of his show or something. Yeah, because he, he didn't know he was in the show. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm still I'm still a little hazy on why he had to do this. Um Because he
0: needed paparazzi to be co- crowd, uh, congregated outside of his ex wife's house. He knew the reason because, as you said, like uh, as you pointed out, like they wouldn't do that for William Peterson, but like. And obviously, still not William Peterson, but like if you know, a f- actor on a TV show punched someone in the face at a bar randomly, there would be definitely some paparazzi outside of their house,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Uh, so he, he needed so, so he needed yeah, kisses. yeah. So, this whole thing is happening, and uh, basically, I from what I gather, I think there's a guy who's sitting next to Monk. Yes, who you know is drinking.
0: He's drinking and the beer I that guess says Mon- on it "Cerveza Especial," but it's so it's what it clearly is. It's a Corona bottle, but they like put another piece of paper over the bit where it says Corona, and it says es "Cerveza Especial."
1: Yeah, shame on him. Uh, but also, so I guess he's trying to level out the picture of water and the Scotch bottle. Yes, yeah, so there's happening? a bottle of
0: water a bottle of scotch. They're next to each other, and okay, Jordan orders of water. And now there's more scotch in the water. So Monk orders a scotch. And then he gives it to the guy next to them. And then that he guy drink. immediately, seeing what's going on, good for him for being perceptive even though he's wasted, orders more water. So then Monk needs to get him another yeah. scotch. Um, thankfully, yeah. we cut away before it gets around three because um, I would have been painful to see Monk do that again. Yeah. But an important thing is, apparently Brad Terry wrote the bartender a check for punching him. Yeah, 2K. And what is, what's notable about this check, other than the fact it's 2K, which is a lot for a bunch? Um, that it's, like, written out perfectly. Exactly. Um, Not the handwriting of a drunk man.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. True that. So, clearly, he's lying. I wonder, but I wish they went more into that, though, like, finding out, like, how he faked being drunk. Like, I what mean, was he's he an doing? Actor. Like, tossing how him to, back?
0: How do actors, you know, fake being drunk? I mean, apparently, a lot of people say you spin around in a circle for 10 seconds. Really? That's what a lot of actors do, yeah. Okay, no, but I
1: mean, he was, like, ordering shit, right? Um, I so... don't know.
0: I, I think it's, I, I, it doesn't make that clear. Also, like, I think that it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world if, you know, someone stumbled into a bar already drunk. So, I don't really think that, you know, he needed to uh, to spend a lot of energy on that. Fair enough. Anyway, they, we cut to they're getting a set tour. Like, they're being driven around by a, an assistant director or a PA. It's unclear. I, I think that they might call her, like, an AD later, but it's whatever she is. She's very low on the tone ball, um, So she's not assistant director then. Anyway, um, uh, and then on a golf cart, Monk obviously thinks they're going too fast. Um, nothing really that important happens here, honestly. Uh, it feels like they just wanted to use they, – they, the good thing about whenever a TV show does an episode about a TV show is that they did, can just shoot on their own set yeah and so clearly they're probably just like hey we have all this space we finally can we just might as well um now there is a big joke which is of course very funny for the writers where uh they pass someone and Sean goes is that anyone and then the uh person driving says no he's just a writer which i didn't google it but i would bet like all the money i have in my bank account that that was a character was played by one of the writers on the show um just based on the way that writers are uh and so yeah, they, they I mean, get but out. like yeah, well,
1: yeah, but th- but this scene also has like uh, th- they're trying to uh, this is where Monk starts laying out that he basically doesn't trust your guy,
0: yeah, Fred Terry. Well, because it's right after they get yeah, they get off of the cart. And sure Trina pulls out a camera, and Monk's like, "This is we're t- he's a murder suspect. Why are you bringing a camera?" Which fair, honestly, that's unprofessional. Yeah, yes. Um, and then so we get on set and we see them shooting. Uh, what is it? Uh, crime Lab, San Francisco, or whatever, and uh, yep. I think they do a really good job parodying the uh, crime procedural shows because it's just it's just real enough. Or it's like yeah, the hooker went on down the fire escape, uh, and they uh, they grab a spectroscope, which is like this gigantic. It looks like a metal detector with a laptop on it, with the black and with the black light, with the black on, light on it, and apparently can identify any fiber or maybe more than fibers just by putting it up to it um maybe the 14 uh, bodily fluids yeah oh, don't don't make me try to mem- name those again
1: yeah no um but i do like the part where they talk about like when they're like uncovering i guess it's like drugs or something mm-hmm. or like no it's like a mur- what is it it's like a murder uh, that happened there? Murdered, i think oh right and it was like possibly involving a a, a santorini cartel which yeah was from bolivia or whatever it's like that's greece <laughs> yeah 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 so uh yeah the whole time his monk is just like you know like horrified by what's going on and he, you know being his typical monk self pointing out everything that's going wrong and he does it i do like how he's too, like sarcastic it's not as bad
0: it. he's like sarcastic he's like yes Ugh. yes he's, that's he's true. like what's wrong oh come on um and but so later Monk, on he's yeah. not. No, he's not. Monk catches up with Brad afterwards at craft service. Um and the thing that actually uh, we did miss a thing on the go on the golf cart. On the uh golf cart tour uh mm-hmm. they the uh, AD mentions that they're on their 100th episode, which is big because Whoa. it's syndication money, right? Now, I think the, the threshold's on, like, 88 or 84 episodes. And now, who the hell knows? Since every show's only, like, 10, 10 episodes a season, they're probably... I stopped really paying attention to syndication rules a while, uh, like, six or seven years ago. Don't ask why I did it in the first place. That's the dream. Um, yes. That's a dream, the baby. dream, baby. Um, but... So, Monk is basically, like, uh, you know, you don't have to pay your wife any ex-wife any alimony, right? Correct. But what's the key detail about their marriage? Uh that he well, he owes her half right because it's no, in california well no but they're divorced and he doesn't have any alimony but i definitely don't want to take uh the side that like about people being not getting a lot in divorces so i'm just going to err on the side of caution and not make a comment on it but uh yeah so she is technically due uh like five million of the 10 million that he'd get which it really does make you wonder how much money can corrupt someone because like if i have five million dollars that's like a bonus I'm not sweating someone else getting five million. Yeah, same.
1: It's not bad, but cre- clearly a greedy bastard.
0: Yes, and you know Brad has a great idea of how you know to clear this up. Like, would you like me to take a lie detector test? And I feel like once you, you only offer that for, if, for two reasons: one, if you actually didn't do it, fair. Actually, well, I mean, you actually should you probably you should never do that. Lie detector tests not our completely valuable so just FYI don't ever take one if you're ever not only
1: that but they're like they're not admissible and they're no longer admissible
0: in court yeah um they can be used in civil cases I think still but uh they're not admissible in criminal court um so and also I think it just tells you everything you need to about this guy like he's he knows he's gonna pass it um anyway uh Sharona then wants to take a photo with him they take a photo nice stuff um and we cut to the police office, and there's an important bit, which I think is I completely forgot that they, you know, clarified this, that they're watching the tape from the paparazzi, and they say that they did voice analysis, and they confirm that it is, uh, his wife. Yes, which is good because it, it does it because it, it makes it re- it requires him to have had to use her voice rather than just some any scream, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, and the guy who brings the results. Mm-hmm. I love his name. Max Green, the truth machine.
0: Max I hope Green. we see him again. I don't know if we do. Honestly, he's not in it enough for me to remember. Um, uh, whenever I think of this light detector test, I always think of uh, the bit on the Dan Levitard show with Stugatz where Stugatz takes light detector test. Have you ever seen that before? No, I haven't. It's Because uh, he's the biggest liar in the world, and he just – it's unbelievable. <laughs> he lied – everything's a lie. He's just – um, it's un—it's truly one of the funniest things you ever see. Because also, it's like an ex, like a grizzled ex cop who has like two bullets still in his body that they never removed. Who's <laughs> asking them the questions? Anyway, um, is
1: it for reals? Yeah. Oh wow! I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't I don't listen to Levitard really.
0: I don't listen to it. That, I mean, my older brother does, and so he, whenever anything good happens, I watch. Like I listen to like the fun. Like I don't, you know, listen to it every hour. Um, but anyway, uh, so the results are in. And I don't know if you can pass a lie detector test with flying colors, but if you can, our friend he did it. Brad Terry did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he acts like a real smug asshole to just Monk. Uh, yeah. Everybody else is relieved pretty much that he didn't, you know, that he's off, you know, he's off the hook, but you know, uh, yeah, he's just like throwing it in Monk's face and then he starts trying to nail down, like, do, like, an impression of Monk, but, like, as an actor, so it's not just an impression, he's, like, doing him. But he doesn't do it that well, uh,
0: I can tell you, because it might seem redundant, similar to, uh, Mr. Monk and the Carnival, and Mr. Monk goes to the circus, but Mr. Monk and the actor, I'll tell you this right now, the guest star on that nails Monk, so, let's, There's you know. another actor one? Oh, yes, and it's so, it's it's, I don't know if the episode as a whole is better, but the I mean, it's played by one of the greatest actors alive, in my opinion, the one, the only Stanley Tucci. So, I mean, oh, okay. Uh yeah, and him and Tony Shalhoub are friends. At least I, th- I assume they are, because he was—they were in Big Night together, and uh, uh, and since he was on Then Monk, like fifteen years later, you have to assume they're friends. It'd be kind of weird if they were enemies, and it's like, hey, you want to be on my show? Uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, then uh, Brad Terry's inviting everyone to the, the 100th episode party. Stahmeyer is going. Uh, uh, Sharon is going. He doesn't know Disher's name, but Disher's going, and he wants Disher to talk to the casting director, possibly.
1: Yeah, he oh God, he thinks that like Disher would be really good on the show. Well, but, no, I think he thinks you know, that
0: Disher liking him would be good for him getting away with murder.
1: Well, yeah, yes, that yes, but that's what he tells Disher,
0: and uh, so yeah randy thinks he's a star um and still we cut to the cast party and uh you know
1: the worst party ever looks horrible
0: yeah i mean i don't want to say that I, i've definitely been to worse parties than that but um for, i suppose for like a professional party it is pretty bad uh yeah but um i was noted the outfit that uh, brad terry's wearing is like so 2004 he's wearing like a strip almost bowling shirt with like dark je- baggy jeans, it's like wow. Definitely boot, definitely
1: 20. boot, definitely
0: boot cut. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now what? Well, now Leland Stadtmeyer drip king shows up again. I don't know if you he saw. It. He's wearing like a black uh-huh. shirt and like a black jacket, like, uh,
1: like a yeah, like a black leather or like a black yeah. like members only jacket, yeah. something like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, he's looking good, and he's chatting king. up
1: the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's doing but, and, it. well.
0: First, Brad has like a somewhat heartfelt speech about how they've been there for him when his ex-wife died. Yada yada yada. Obviously, it's bullshit. He killed her. Um, and we cut back and forth between Monk is at home eating dinner by himself. And it's very, very sad.
1: The blandest
0: dinner. Gross. I mean, yeah. It's like boiled potatoes
1: and asparagus. Mm-hmm. Something beans? like that. And Something probably or... chicken,
0: some type of meat. Um, and then we cut back and Leland, I have my notes say Leland lying about what police work is. Because um, <laughs> he talks about how it's about actually like protecting and serving. Um, right. Um, and uh, then there's this, you know, classic. I mean, yep. This word is taking on a new meaning with uh, our good friend, uh, Dre Fowell Jr., but Randy, classic cock Randy over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that, what else happens in this? How else would you describe that scene? I mean, because
1: he asked for to dance. Uh, well, yeah, and like his dance moves are just fucking horrible. I mean, I think that's the whole point. Um, and so he asks Sharona if she wants to dance. <laughs> and she mentions that she's not much of a dancer. So she's going to sit this one out. Mm-hmm. To which your boy Brad Terry comes out and asks Sharona, like, hey, like, come dance with me. And Disha interjects and says, well, you know, she's not much of a dancer. And so Brad says, well, here, come on, I'll teach you. And Disha is just left in the dust like a cuck. And then he actually, compl- like a true cuck, compliments uh, Brad for that pickup line. He's like, damn, yeah, that's yeah. a good
0: line. In it, was, it wasn't Brad, that great. Brad is, he's a charming guy. I get why everyone likes him. Yes. He's really handsome and he, like, makes eye contact with people and he speaks to them. Like, that's honestly, like, that's really the secret to anything in life I've learned. Um, and I don't mean that as, like, a dig. It's, like, being handsome hard and so is making eye contact with people every single all the time. So, you know, good for him. Um, yeah. Then Monk is literally looking at his old, like, middle school yearbook. And in probably the most on the nose thing the show has ever done he looks at his like friend's comments and it's just one from his Uh, mom that says i'm so proud of you
1: yeah it's very tough um, i refuse to believe that there
0: wasn't like one and i know this is a term that i have to explain to you before you were not familiar with but i'm shocked that in his school there was not one horse girl who was super nice and insisted on writing hags in his yearbook what oh have a good summer have a great summer. Wait, well, was HAG like SAGS was the universal thing in every yearbook I ever had? Maybe it's maybe it like really took on. Uh, no, the, ours was of... just K- ours was just KIT. Keep in touch. Oh, uh, we never would do KIT mostly because until like senior year, it was never really would not be hard to keep in touch. We'd see each other the next year. Um, so, like I went to the you know yeah. same middle elementary, middle high school, same people. Well, um,
1: but, but see, like when you go to Catholic school, like oh, you're just right, like there's right. only. There's only thirty people in your class,
0: right? Yeah, Um, yeah. Public school in uh, Florida, definitely a lot of hags. Um, Yeah, because you have had great summers so far to write. Anyway, um, so then who shows up at this uh, cast party? Uh, I'll give a hint. It's someone who wasn't invited. (laughs)
1: Um, Dan Castellaneta. No, it was actually Marcy Maven. uh, Marcy Dubey.
0: Dan Kesselan- I don't, he, gun to my head, he's probably in an episode of Monk. I don't remember. But, like, he just, he pops up and stuff. And you're like, why are you doing this? You have more money than God from playing Homer. Like, why would you ever need to?
1: Yeah. Last night, last night I was watching for, like, an hour and a half, the last Fantastic Four movie. He's the annoying? Yeah, I think he's the teacher in the beginning, or he's just some guy that looks just like him. But That's I'm almost so positive necessary. it's Dan Castellanata.
0: Yeah. Why is he doing that, man? You don't see Yardley Smith in anything. Um, yeah, no, you don't. Actually, I have seen him in something. I don't even know why I said that. Um, but anyway, uh, so Marcy comes in. It's not Dan Castellaneta isn't? It, is it not Castellaneta by the way? Castellanetta, yeah. Um, that she comes in. Yeah, he she, was in Fantastic Four. That's unbelievable, dude. Like, <laughs> what do you? You don't. You don't have to do this. Anyway. Marcy comes in and she needs to talk to Brad um, and thankfully for Brad uh Steinmeier and Dishar are there to take her away because they've been looking for her because obviously yeah. the stalker of the of you know Brad is the star of the show yeah a pr- but also he, she's a prime suspect in his ex's death I mean that's like pretty uh, the mode is pretty easy yeah she was seen that day right there so it makes sense so then we uh, we cut to a great Doctor Grover scene. Just great work. Yes. For yeah. Involved. So I don't. I didn't write down the kid's name, and I don't know if you were living moss at the time. Uh, no, I, I didn't. It was like yeah, I didn't get it. Let's just say his name is uh, Herschel Paul Gossler. Um, no. Um. Sorry. Uh, let's say his name is John Smith. Okay. So he's talking about uh, Monk. Is talking about how in the sixth grade there was a kid named john smith who everyone knew and he invited everyone to his birthday party except for monk and uh monk now he basically
1: feels like he's yeah reliving the the moment
0: exactly but what's the wrinkle to this story which i think just makes it a chef's kiss doctor session
1: yeah so dr kroger like mentions like oh is this like the the name of the kid uh is john smith is this the one that lived on like seaside boulevard or something and monk says yeah did you know him and kroger is like yeah i knew him like his mother was friends with my mother and uh and i i might have been at that party and monk you know asked him like wait did were you at that party and he finally like tells it like he's like yep i was there and And was it a great party he
0: he leaves the room for a moment and like not literally but is reminiscing he's like yeah that's a candlestick park yeah i met willie Mays that day and then the way his like he has like the realization of like i shouldn't have said that
1: (laughs) yeah no it was really funny man i love this scene i think it's my favorite one in the show in the episode
0: yeah um so then we cut to uh, Monk and shrona show up at the station. Apparently, they took 20 minutes because uh, they are parallel parking, and Monk insists that parallel means parallel. Which is very on-brand. Yeah,
1: I didn't... Okay, yeah. I, I didn't understand that, but...
0: Meaning that they were parallel parking, and unless they, the car was perfectly parallel to the curb, Monk wouldn't accept it. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Got it. Um, and they... Basically they bring them into the interrogation room where they have Marcy Maven and Marcy drops a bombshell right before we go to commercial break. What is the bomb she drops?
1: Uh she admits she's the one that killed Susan Malloy. That's her
0: name. The uh, Susan Malloy, yes. Uh, Brad Brad Terry's ex-wife. Yeah. Apologies to the family of Susan Malloy that I keep forgetting her name. Um, anyway, I mean if you if, if they wanted me to remember her, she should have been in more movies, just saying. Speaking of which, yeah, what does Marcy say is the reason, what's the reason why Marcy says that she did it? Well, first she says, because
1: she's a horrible actress, I mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah. And then it just moves on to like the typical stalker shit. Like she ruined she ruined uh, Brad's life. She broke his heart, blah, blah, blah.
0: So she, you know, took care of her. Yeah. Um, I think that it's good stuff in terms of, in hindsight and even in the moment you know it's bs and like normally you'd criticize them for not having like a clear idea but clearly she's trying to figure out what her motive is and she's clearly the reason why it sounds so typical for stalkers because she's trying to play into that like she's trying you know what i mean she's almost self-aware in that way um yeah and so after that they're having a discussion out in the bullpen and um they're basically trying to get monk like Monk keeps asking questions, and they keep being like, "But we have a confession." Uh, they keep going back yeah. to that, and finally, Monk does something that you never saw him do before. What does he say? He declares him innocent. He's well, like, yeah, "He says you win." You know? and yeah. of course, that means that Stahlmar gets to be a poli- a consultant on the show, and Yeah, uh, Disher gets to play a role, and uh, Throna gets to take Benji to the set. They're all in the take. They're all, the whole system's corrupt. Yeah. This is just terrible police work.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, of course, they all for some reason yeah, end up having something to do with it or like have their, uh, you know, the wool pulled over them. Their eyes. I mean, yeah, but
0: Brad Terry's a good manipulator. I mean, you gotta hand him that. Uh, so then we cut to the set. We're this time, it's an outdoor scene. Uh, you know, uh, Stahlmeier is showing them how to put cuffs on a guy. Disher's practicing his one line, um, and then we see Monk and Brad in the trailer, where Monk is is uh, apologizing to Brad over and over. Apparently, yep. And uh, the whole you know, time, Brad is working out. Yep, he's uh, decked out, got the heart monitor on. Um, he's just he's in the zone, and he and so then Lori, the ad. Comes in with uh, a pallet of water. Monk grabs them because it's Sierra Springs, and uh-huh. uh, Brad makes a good what you know lampshading joke, which is when you reference something that you highlight like a bad dumb thing about your show, like a meta thing about your show, in order to like make a joke about it. Because obviously, because he says, "Yeah, we get it for free if we use the in the show." Obviously, referencing the fact that Monk gets Sierra Springs for free because they use it in the show. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's no one ever did it better than when 30 Rock had that whole thing where they talk about Verizon phones and then Tina Fey looks right down the camera and says, can we have money, please? Um, which is good, but... Uh, anyway, what happens when Lori comes in, which is a huge clue, even though you wouldn't think it? Uh,
1: well, basically, I guess uh, Brad lies to... Well, she mentions that she has, like, a script that she wanted him to read, mm-hmm. and Brad mentions that he read it, and she asks him what he thinks, and he says... That he thinks it's the best thing he's re- he's read all year, and so she leaves and like she's like you know on cloud nine or whatever. And um, I mean it was pretty obvious that he didn't he wasn't being sincere. Uh sure. But the, the whole yeah. time Monk is watching the whole time Monk is watching like the heart monitor and it's just like not even moving.
0: Now the crazy right? thing for this is for me and uh, you know I, this is a, I don't have any actual experience being a writer in any professional sense, but I do have a lot of experience in asking people to read stuff I've written and read, people asking me to read stuff they've written. And the fact of the matter is I'm shocked that Brad even read it because 99% of the time if you give someone something to read yeah. in a position above you. They never read it. So like Brad is a sociopath who killed his ex-wife, but he's not a monster. Like he wrote a script Good for her.
1: He's got, he's a sociopath with a little bit of free time every once in a while.
0: Also just an FYI for any, uh, I don't know shit about writing, but I do know one thing that You know that a script or something is bad when someone, like if you ask someone about something that happens in it and their immediate response is to say, yeah, that actually happened. Because if like the good thing that's good about it is that it actually happened, that means it's probably not interesting to, read or to watch, Um, just FYI. Yeah. It's always bad. Um, Anyway, uh, so they go outside then and the, the scene's going on. And they do it from the top, super cheesy uh, cop stuff where they literally cut open the bag of cocaine. Brad takes it on his finger, puts it on his uh, tongue, and says, "It's pure." Yeah, very Caruso right there. Yeah, I think he, honestly, I think he was definitely doing Caruso.
1: Yeah, that was what convinced me right then and there. But earlier in the episode, I wasn't sure who
0: they were going for. But that's definitely Caruso. I mean, Caruso is just like. I mean, I think that he's not crazy enough, Offset, because like I think he do, he's I think his cop persona is Caruso, but like, considering that he's nice to people and uh, do, isn't getting in fights with his co-stars all the time, leaves um, me. Is Caruso that. nice to people? What? You no, know, Caruso is one of the worst people to work with ever. I don't know. Maybe oh, maybe, maybe okay. when he got older. Maybe by the time he got to CSI Miami, but like he. What's his face? The guy who uh, friends, is it? The guy who did NYPD Blue with him. Apparently, they were doing a yeah. scene, and they were acting in it, and uh, friends, I think it was friends, well, someone in NYPD Blue, I think it was friends though, realized he was having a heart attack, but he was in, had such a bad relationship with Crusoe where he's, he fin- He was like, I'm going to finish this scene, because I'm not going to let him see me sweat, and I'm not going to, like, because he's going to, you know, he thinks he's a better actor than me, yada, yada, yada. So, and then he ended up leaving after, like, one season, so... Uh, David Cruz, probably not a great guy um, anyway uh, then there's this whole bit which I, don't, I think is fine it's funny like the first couple moments of it where they do this take again and then Monk just starts going around pointing out continuity errors yep yeah we can move on nothing to yeah. see here yeah exactly and then uh, that's when uh, um, Brad leans over to the director and is like you read Laurie's script it's terrible one of the worst things I've ever read, which is like I don't think that's true. He's probably read definitely worse things. He wasn't always famous. He definitely did some like student film, you know, in uh, all the way out in uh, in in Culver in Culver City. No, that's not all the way out. We're,
1: yeah,
0: we're, we're, well, Chatsworth, we're, Chatsworth, oh, Chatsworth. On a man, he had to drive so. Man, he was so deep in the Inland Empire. He was almost near West Covina. Um, yeah. Got. I've long made the joke that if you're an NBA announcer and you're on the road, you have to get like you have to be given a map of suburbs outside the city you're in so you can say where someone shot the ball from if they do a deep three. He so, shot like, that from Sherman Oaks. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like but you home crowd, that's easy, right? But like yeah. you go to uh Cleveland or whatever, you gotta be right you gotta be right on the pole with, like he shot that from Cuyoga Falls. Um <laughs> you're in Pittsburgh, you shot that from Promonties exactly, I, don't know. Uh, I mean yeah, so I mean, I, I do love how you picked an NBA, I said you could not have an NBA team um, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway um, so Monk is like, oh crap, this means that Brad's a sociopath uh, cause his heart rate didn't go up when he was cl- lying to Laurie, so that's fun, um, that he's a complete sociopath, uh Which makes sense because that wouldn't that would explain why you'd want to kill someone. Well, I was just satisfied because
1: I'm like I knew that this guy was a real prick, and he just finally the mask is slipping off. So at this point, I was like, hell yeah, I was right. He's not. He's no angel.
0: Uh huh. And that's when Monk says the immortal words, "He's the guy." So he visits Mm -hmm. Mercy, and he is like, "How are you doing?" And she's you know, talks about she's been visited by a psychologist, yada 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 yada, and. Monk, Macy's like I know you didn't do it, but what is the reason why Monk knows? Like, what? what what's the? What's the? Just tell me what happens in the scene. I'm I i, I can not think of a good phrase question. Uh, okay. <sighs> okay. So basically,
1: man. Okay, we have to go through this together because there's so many moving parts here.
0: Well, but essentially, mean, no, he... no, 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 no. The big thing. I think the mo I think the important thing with this scene specifically is that Monk basically it's not really a dialogue because he's kind of just talking to her or it's like the only reason you would confess to this crime when you didn't do it is because you knew that Brad did it and he's trying to figure right. out like so what what do you know that I don't right is what he's trying to figure out yes yes but and she's so not well, well, helping. Him. Y-
1: yeah she's not for the moment but so like should we just get into it what
0: happened yeah. well no Well, they go back to the house they're recreating the scene And they can't find the yoga tape. Oh, yes. And also the TV is all the way up. And that's all Monk needs. He's got it. And so I'll set the scene for you because I love the beginning of the scene where Brad and the audio guy are editing an episode. And I'll I'll do the here's what happened for the SF crime scene or whatever. Where the senator, I myself, you senator, like it's freaking senator is the bad guy. Uh-huh. The reason they never found a bullet is because he made a thirty-eight magnum shell, I think, out of his own frozen blood, and he shot the hooker with it. And it wait, and he, um, by the time they got there, it melted. I just love. It's like just how on those, and you you took your own blood, and from then it was easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I. <laughs> At first, I didn't understand. I'm like, wait, wouldn't they find his blood on 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 the person? No, but to they're like... not gonna be. It's one. Well, it's gonna be such a small amount, and it's also they're not gonna be testing all the blood to see that it's. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. That was just what I was thinking at first. But then I'm like, wait, they, I don't know if they're gonna test that blood. So obviously, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um. Um. Anyway. So yeah, I, they they start revealing like the you know the okay no no go go into like
0: what happens. Though. So yes, uh, Stamar comes in and is like, um, you know. <laughs>
1: I love this. This is my. This is, I love this part
0: where they, uh, you know, explain what happened, arrest the bad guy, and Brad's like, "Yeah, me too." And it's like, "I wasn't talking to you." Great stuff, Leland. You really redeemed yourself. Um uh-huh. No, he actually he really he didn't need to redeem himself because he was bl- being a blowhard and you know, uh, being a bad cop. But he also was he did dri- like drip all over us this episode, so it's okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, like, I, I I actually want you to take it from here because because even though it doesn't go to like the black and white stuff yet. And just ask, tell me if you need help. Like, I'm not trying to do this to make you look dumb. Because also, you don't look dumb. No,
1: okay. Okay. So, essentially, um, you you think back to, like, Sarah or Marcy saying that she was a horrible actress. She was only on one in one movie ever. And it was this movie called Frat Party Massacre. And so, essentially, what happened is uh, our friend... Um, not, okay I was going to say Frank Brad Terry took one of the yoga tapes the one that she usually uses to I guess do yoga to takes it back to uh the editing the sound editing room and starts fucking with it basically puts like turns down the volume on the majority of the tape mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that sh- so that she would have to play it super loud then he removed some of the audio from the yoga tape and spliced in like audio footage or how do you say, is that audio footage? Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, it's not, but sure. Yeah, okay. Some audio clips mm-hmm. of Frat Party Massacre in the middle of this thing, uh, of, of this yoga tape. And so that is why the TV was super loud. Um, so the, the day of the murder, he hides a knife in, you know, in like a plant or something. Mm-hmm. And he he needs to make it a like There's a lot of moving parts here, but he needs to make it a point. For the paparazzi to be outside, which is why he did the whole bartender thing previously mm-hmm. um, he also needed to make sure that they saw her at the house, so that's why he brought her out to like point out the paparazzi. I'm sure she knew what paparazzi looked like she could' have possibly she just would have believed him, but yeah, whatever he brought her out so in the midst of this all happening, he you know he comes out to first speak to the the paparazzi, and that's when the tape cuts to like um you know the screaming Mm -hmm. and so that's his cue to go back inside the house and then he grabs a knife and kills her right then and there and and yeah so that's it he removes like all this yeah that's it yeah that's it
0: i think that it's the thing i like about this murder is the specificity of not like the detail of what people thought was the sound of her getting attacked and murdered was actually his cue to murder her i think it's like a really yes. cool conceit um yeah that uh yeah i think it's great stuff great stuff from brad terry um in, terms, in the murder department uh i know there's the classic drill tweet of you, i don't you don't have to handle i mean hand it to isis but in this case i will hand it to brad terry good murder yeah um uh, and as Schroeder points out, he didn't need to use a spectroscope. Right. Um, but and then yeah, they no, rest him was... and they brought him up a little bit. You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, and I was really happy to see him go down.
0: Yep. Um, yeah. Shouts to Billy Burke. Um, if, if anyone knows Billy Burke and he get him on the pod, please do. Um, I don't know what he's up to now. It feels gettable. Um, my dad, who did, who watches every TV show on network television, like every drama on network television, at least one episode, was like, you know what show he was on? He was on that, uh, what was that, uh, that uh, Apocalypse show. Keep on, I don't watch any of these shows, but I remember the names better than him, the ones that he's watched. Like, oh! The name it's of the show funny was, uh, it was Revolution, by the way. Yes. What... It's like where the lights went out or something. Yeah, my yes. mom used to watch this. Yes. Uh, yeah, they can see we just that all electricity stopped working. Um, I didn't bother to watch the show to figure out why, uh, but Billy Burke was on it. Um, so we to Billy Burke. And then, yeah. uh, Marcy is back at, is at Monk's door. He's sleeping and she is now, she's, you know, so happy. And, but now she's done. She's done with Brad Taylor. Who is she, who, who's her new, uh, her new obsession?
1: Her new obsession is the greatest detective in San Francisco adrian monk
0: and the thing is i was i marcy maven was ahead of the curve on thirsting for tony shalhoub and she should be proud of herself for that you know yeah and she was in on the ground floor and i'll tell you this sarah silverman will return as marcy maven in like four seasons in mr monk and his biggest fan so um exciting I can't scene. wait i there's some there's something i don't i don't i've only seen the episode like twice so i remember if it's actually good but there's a bit in that that i really want to talk about because i think it's one of the most clever things i've ever seen a tv show do um but yeah i uh and so that's how the episode ends with her oh and then she's like don't if you ever have a TV that'll show, be in 2021 yes and that is true that's just mathematically correct but uh if you ever have a tv show what does she tell him not to do um she tells,
1: oh, yeah, this is my favorite. She tells him never to change the theme song. And then they cut right to the fucking new theme song, or the old theme song. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, I liked it. All right, and that's Mr. Monkey, the TV star. What do you give it out of 10?
1: Uh, I, I think I would just give it uh, an 8 out of 10. Uh, I originally went with like a 7.5, but the the joke at the end with the changing the theme song,
0: it's little things like that that will bring you a half star. Yeah. I gave it an A as well. I think that it's really knowing. And I think that um, a lot of times TV episodes that deal with TV or movies in ho- or Hollywood in general are too inside baseball. And I think that this one is just enough. Like, it's, yeah. not, uh, it's not too much about the intricacies and inner workings of Hollywood. Um, and I think that uh, – honestly, I think that Billy Burke is a really good charming murderer because he's simultaneously – you're sure he's a murderer, but it is also like, you know what? He'd be fun to hang around with, you know? He uh, he seems like a good guy. Um, anyway, yeah, I'd yeah. love to get fake drunk with him. Oh, my God, get a fake drunk with him. Um, but I just want to say this: I this is gonna like this is also in like four seasons. But I don't know about you, but I am getting as there's an episode called Mister Monk Gets Drunk, in which when we record it, once again, I don't know about you, I'm gonna get as drunk as I can while still being able to do the equipment. <laughs> I, I hope that you know. I hope you know. I you don't have to, but I'm definitely going to. It feels appropriate. Um honestly i love the sound of this episode and i'll do the same yeah uh anyway uh you have to wait a while for that but if you want to keep up with us now you can follow the show at andre will people follow you follow you on twitter uh you could follow me at andre barrera and you can follow me at the j christie um please share the show with your friends rate your subscribe um I don't go on the Monk Reddit that much, but if anyone ever like, if anyone's ever posting like, I want to want to rewatch Monk and really like the show, you can be like, hey, I've been rewatching Monk too with my two good friends, Andre Brera and Jay Christie on No Fun Constrictor <laughs> Um but Yeah, and if for think just thanks for listening. And uh, you know, if you have any comments, questions, concerns about the show, let us know at the Twitter account. Unless it's just be really mean, in which case you don't have to listen. You know, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm not gonna lie, Like I have, I'm not. I've been on the internet very, very long time. Still very sensitive. I can't read, uh, can't read, <laughs> can't read reviews. I haven't read reviews on a podcast since uh, someone famously told me on one of my podcasts that I lack the qualities to make someone a person. Um, Ooh, is, honestly, flame so, emoji. In terms of the bad thing you say about me, like that just honestly, like, maybe I don't know myself at all, but I don't think that that's the case about me at all. I'm weird and I honestly can be off-putting on podcasts, but I don't think that I lack the quality to make someone a person. Anyway, I'll think about that uh, in therapy. But um, beyond that, beyond whether or not I am a person, tune in next week as we talk about Mr. Monk and the missing granny.
1: Bad monkey.